This is the Texas Standard. I'm David Brown. At pivotal moments in our lives, often moments of crisis, many of us will interact with doctors. They may be delivering a child or delivering some very bad news or making a decision that could end a life. All of those scenarios could be very emotional or trying on us, of course. But how does it affect the doctor? For our Spotlight on Health, we explore this through a new book called Also Human, The Inner Lives of Doctors. Caroline Elton is the author. She draws from decades of experience working with doctors as patients. She's a psychologist. Caroline, welcome to the Texas Standard. Thank you. How did you come to specialize as a psychologist for doctors? Well, probably by accident, actually. Um, There's a great Stanford uh, psychologist who has a theory of um, planned happenstance in careers. And I would definitely say that is how my own career uh, panned out. I didn't set out to work with doctors, but then there was chance events. That's how things panned out in the end. You know, one of the reasons I wanted to ask you that question was because, you know, there are doctors who often choose their specialties for very personal reasons. Sure. And uh, they find ultimately that once they get there, perhaps because they are so deeply emotionally invested, they find it difficult to continue as doctors. Sure. So in the book, I give examples of people who've lost a parent to cancer and they end up going into oncology or palliative medicine. Uh And that can add a a particular commitment and passion. But sometimes as well, if if it's just too involved and it feels too close, like one uh, client of mine described it as scratching open a wound, then then it can be problematic. What do they do? Do they do as in your experience? Do they soldier forward and and and, and keep up, or what happens? Um, sometimes, I mean, specialties are very broad, so that even if you're working as an oncologist or palliative medicine, you can have a a week, an occupational week that is more patient focused or more on training junior doctors, nurses, or whatever. So some alter the balance within the specialty, mm-hmm. and then others, if it's not if they're not too far down in their career, can change specialty. What, what, are, what do you find as you uh, talk to these doctors are common psychological challenges? Oh, golly, there's, there, there are so many. I think the exposure to suffering, to pain, to distress, the suffering of the patient and the suffering of the, the relatives... I think sometimes, and I think this is one way in which things have become harder, the expectations of patients that can be unrealistic and, and family members. And then I think, yeah, so there, uh, there's powerlessness. And then there can be frustration when patients don't look after themselves mm-hmm. as the doctor would like them to look after themselves. And, and, and another really big issue is just trying to have all those years of medical school and then post-medical school training with a family and and how you, you figure out that particular balance. I think a big part of the thrust of, of your new book is that we've lost sight of the importance of, of the doctor's well-being. Well, as patients, you know, we we expect the doctor, as you say, to, to perhaps we have unrealistic expectations about what doctors can provide. But I'm wondering, since a lot of people listening to you, you know, will interact with doctors primarily as patients, why does it matter? Why should they be aware or care that doctors are, as you put it, also human? Because I think the relationship between the doctor and the patient 
is really at the heart of good clinical practice. And there's a lot of work and doctors are taught communication skills and all sorts of work that goes on in enhancing empathy of the doctor. But I think if the patient just for a moment, just no more than a moment, can remember that the doctor is also human and the doctor, we don't know what they've just been doing before they come to interact with us because obviously that's confidential but they may have been doing some really difficult stuff as you've outlined and if we can just as patients keep that in mind i think we're going to have a better relationship with our doctors and better relationships with the doctors means better clinical care it seems like there's another level of this too because as you point out in in your book there are studies that show that physician burnout is linked with an increase in medical errors. Sure. And not only, I mean, that's been very well documented. So burnt out physicians make more mistakes, but also burnt out physicians have less satisfied patients and less satisfied patients are less likely to follow through all the the medical advice and the regimen that they may have been prescribed. So there are numerous ways in which um, the well-being of the doctor ultimately will trickle down to the well-being of the patient. Do you think that not enough is being done to deal with or address the challenges facing doctors today when it when it comes to the their inner lives? Yeah, I think that I think that's absolutely the case, and I'm not alone in in saying that. And there's some really excellent work. Uh, Tate Shanevelt, who's now at Stanford, Stanford, but was previously at the Mayo Clinic, is a kind of world leader on 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 this on this aspect. And I think, in a way, doctors are a victim of their own success in the past How so? 75. Because what they can do, the treatments that they can offer for so many diseases, are just astounding. Um, whether it's treatments for cancer, treatments for heart disease you know and so the, the infectious diseases which prior to antibiotics were major killers and now in most situations are not because doctors can do all these amazing things we've somehow lost sight of the fact that the doctor is also another human being in relation with the patient and um and that burnt out doctors will have less satisfied and less well-cared for patients. I mean, how is, have you been able to identify a trend? I mean, are we in fact seeing more burnout or? or... Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that that has been very well documented and, and it's not just in the US and it's in, 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 in the UK and throughout, throughout Western Europe. It's in Canada, uh, Australia, South Africa. So yes, I think, I think, that uh, there is a general there is a general trend of doctors being less satisfied and more burnt out as in part i think the expectations and the demands of their job in, increase without any concomitant attention or without adequate attention to the emotional impact of this work if for example let's let's just take you know a very tiny premature babies mm-hmm that 30, I don't know, 30 years ago would not have survived babies of, I don't know, 25, 30 weeks. And now they do survive. But looking after those tiny babies, managing the hopes and the expectations, that's a major psychological piece of work. It's not only the doctor who's doing that, of course, the nurses, 
the midwives, all sorts of other healthcare professionals. But the some of the successes of medicine bring with them very complex psychological and ethical challenges. Equally, you see it towards the end of life. This is a it's a fascinating book, a wake up call, not just for the medical profession, but for patients. The book is called Also Human, The Inner Lives of Doctors. The author, Caroline Elton, speaking with us from London. Dr. Elton, thank you so much for joining us on the Texas Standard. My pleasure. Thank you very much.